Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 37, Town Hall on the Horizon. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Royal Retros by 503 Sports. Royal Retros are the king of throwbacks. Royal Retros by 503 Sports provides a line of merchandise from legendary defunct leagues such as the XFL 1.0. If you've always wanted to get yourself a quality Las Vegas Outlaws He Hate Me or Los Angeles Extreme Tommy Maddox jersey, perhaps even an OG XFL's team's t-shirt, we have you covered. Simply click on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code Let's Talk XFL at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. Another week has passed, and the XFL have not made any announcements. However, we have several of items worth discussing. In addition, later in the show, I will be joined by wide receiver and XFL showcase participant Dorian Bowie to discuss his football journey and showcase experience. But first, we have those items to cover. So, let's get to it. On July 15th, ESPN Pro Football reporter Kevin Seifert shared his XFL article from July 13th. In his article, he touched on a number of things, some already known. I am going to focus on what everyone is chomping at the bit for, cities, teams, and venues. We have previously heard the announcement will be made this summer. Now Seifert states the league plans to announce all eight teams and locations by the end of July. He also mentions the league is likely to shift some of the 2020 locations and claims a central practice location is likely for 2023, which further supports reports by Mike Mitchell from a few months ago. This does not guarantee an end-of-July city team announcement, but I would like to believe Seifert's ESPN affiliation and connections provide him with some reliable information. But to be fair, Randy Carricker's also an ESPN radio personality, and his June 1st information was incorrect, so we should take this information with a grain of salt. Also, on June 15th, Twitter user at Joe Siegler shared his XFL Town Hall invitation. According to his invitation, the XFL is hosting its first Town Hall on Sunday, July 24th at 6 p.m. in Dallas. It also mentions the following. As a former ticket holder in 2020, you will have the opportunity to secure priority seating and hear firsthand from our owners Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson, President Russ Brandon, and our head coaches, on what is ahead for the long-awaited season kickoff in 2023. You will also have a chance to be a part of a special Q&A. This is definitely interesting. I can't help but wonder if there are more town halls on the horizon for the other seven XFL markets. So, if you are a former 2020 ticket holder, keep a lookout for a town hall near you. Then, on July 16th, the XFL held its HBCU showcase in Mississippi at Jackson State. ESPN Sports Center not only mentioned it, it did an entire segment on the showcase, including interviews with co-owners Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as well as head coach Heinz Ward and Jackson State's head coach Deion Sanders. Many within XFL circles believe this showcase could provide multiple draft invitees and eventual players for the 2023 season. Seeing HBCU players have typically been overlooked by the National Football League, there is a considerable number of diamonds to be unearthed from this pool of players. So keep an eye on these players, because they could play a significant role in the XFL. 
There are three remaining showcases, July 22nd in Arizona, July 24th in Texas, and October 23rd in California, which is a specialist-only showcase. I must acknowledge, several players have been sharing their XFL draft invitations. Over 100 players have confirmed their inclusion for November's draft. I am not oblivious to this. It is my intention to wait and do an episode once the six original showcases have concluded and the National Football League teams finalize their rosters. According to reports and sources, the XFL will target a large amount of those cast-offs and will offer them draft invitations. At that point, we'll have a better understanding of the draft player pool. Also, on July 16th, XFL HBCU showcase guest Chris Landers posted to his Twitter account a photo of him and Chris Dishman while referencing his new coaching position with the XFL. Upon checking Chris Dishman's Twitter account, his profile has been updated to include XFL among his coaching experience. This likely means Dishman is the defensive coordinator for Rod Woodson's team. As I have previously mentioned, we will now be joined by wide receiver and XFL showcase participant Dorian Bowie to discuss his football journey and showcase experience. Welcome, Dorian. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show to discuss your football journey and XFL showcase experience. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Mike. Welcome. You played your collegiate ball at Division I football championship subdivision, Robert Morris University. Can you take a moment and share your college experience for our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah, so I attended Robert Morris University 2018, and um, I worked my way up, up the ladder. I uh, started at the bottom, honestly, because I was a walk-on. You know, I just left a good impression during training camp. I stayed consistent. I got in the playbook, and um, what it was, I just I just set the example. I set the standard. You know what I mean? I made, made a couple plays throughout practice. Throughout the fifth week throughout the season, I think it was a game after we played Duquesne, I got my first shot against um, Eastern Kentucky. And the thing about it was um, it was a real close-knit game, and they put me in because, you know what, our first receiver in front of me, he got injured. I ended up going in for him, and uh, I ran about a whip route in overtime. So what a whip route was, it was a, uh, a fake slant, and then I came outside. And then um, so I was wide open, you know what I mean? And then I, he threw the ball to me, and I caught the ball. So that first game, it was a really cool experience for me because – I was a substitute, you know what I mean? I wasn't expecting to get in, but I was ready. You know what I mean? I stayed ready, and I just waited for my moment. And um, I went in, and I capitalized, and I got a chance, and I scored. So, I mean, it was such a cool experience because it happened so fast. You know what I mean? And one thing about Division One football is you're going against, like, top athletes in the country. So you got to stay ready. You got to stay focused uh, mentally and physically and just, you know, wait for your shot. And when my shot came, you know, I just capitalized on it. So it's just something that catapulted you to becoming more of a regular, getting more involved. Definitely. Yeah, it got me real involved. You know what I mean? I was involved. You know what I mean? So it just really helped me out. It slingshotted me in a way because I gave everyone an opportunity to see that I could play. I was a playmaker and that was someone you could rely on. You know what I mean? And even my teammates, I was just one of those guys that'll, that'll make a huge play in a big game at the right time. So I was someone they could rely on. So now fast forward, I understand you earned an opportunity to play in the Tropical Bowl. What did that mean to you, and what was that experience like? It was so important for me, you know what I mean? I, I, was, I was working so hard, I wasn't too sure if I was going to get a bowl invite, you know what I mean? So there's just some things you couldn't control. But when I got that invitation, it, it meant the most to me and my family because I knew that platform would give me a lot of you know recognition and exposure 
the experience was cool because I was going against, you know, players that played in bigger division one programs, you know, players that, that were known, you know what I mean, for who they were or what university they attended. And for me being a small division one guy, this was a chance for me to you know, show these scouts that I played with the big guys, you know what I mean? So the experience was cool. You know what I mean? I got better. There was high competition. It was a uh, A plus event. So I was really able to, you know, get the best out of myself and out of my craft and really compete. Touching base on that there a little bit, there seems to be a stigma for players who haven't played in Division One Power 5 schools. How do you go about ridding yourself of that stigma and proving you're just as good of a player, if not better? You know what? One thing about it is I just always kept that chip on my shoulder. Always, you know, wanted to prove myself to the people that believed in me and not necessarily the people that didn't believe me, but it was just something that I always wanted to prove and, you know, set the example of because I think it is a, it is a bias stigma. Because in those small Division One programs, you're going to find some playmakers that, that are as good as those big Division One playmakers. And it's just something that, like, it's just more of a platform thing. You know what I mean? So, but as far as me, I walked around with a chip on my shoulder and I walked around that I can compete with anyone in the country. You know what I mean? Whether if it was Alabama or Penn State, I was ready to ball. So, I'm not aware of any professional playing experience. So, have you played arena or overseas football? You know what? I, I haven't played arena. I haven't played overseas. I was going to go overseas to play in London, but it didn't go as planned because everything happens for a reason. But, you know, I haven't played any uh, professional football. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd touch base on it because I wasn't able to find it. That doesn't mean I'm the best researcher. So <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, I, know. I understand. <laughs> I also understand you participated in an XFL showcase. Which showcase did you attend? I attended the uh, XFL showcase in D.C. In D.C.? Yeah. Okay, so it's been a little while. Did you get the opportunity for any one-on-one interactions with XFL coaches or key staff members? Actually, I did have a one-on-one interaction with um, one of the uh, head coaches, Heinz uh, Ward, and uh, I ran a curl route. It wasn't – it was a curl route. You know, I didn't, I didn't come out my break. I didn't come back towards the ball and uh, he was just giving me, you know, tips and, and hints and whatnot to really come back towards the ball and small details and small things that'll, you know, separate you from the group, from the crowd. It meant a lot to me because, you know what I mean? From his perspective, that's what's going to make me a better player. You know what I mean? It's going to help out. You know what I mean? So, Well, somebody of his stature taking the time yeah, to talk right. to you and give you some insight. That's awesome. Yeah, it meant a lot to me, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they were paying attention and they were there, you know, to, to perfect our crafts and perfect our, our positions and whatnot. And just, you know, get some advice and words, words of wisdom from him. It meant a lot to me and I probably ne- will never forget that moment. What were your thoughts on Breakaway Data's inclusion and what was your overall showcase experience like? Breakaway Data, uh, one thing about them, they're, they're, they're separating themselves from the crowd because they're really gone behind a scientific, you know, model or theory behind it because there is a science behind this and it just really helps you know uh divide and what do i want to say kind of separate each player from their pros and cons you know what i mean like they're timing your route you know what i mean they're timing when you're able how fast you get out of your break they're timing how fast you know you turn your neck you know what i mean or at the five yard line so it's it's all based on time these days so it meant a lot to me because i was able you know what I mean, to give a good performance with breakaway data and really separate myself from my fellow competitors. So, you know, it meant a lot. And I just, I always support, you know, the process and the way they do things and how they separate themselves. 
have you received ownership of any of that data yet? Uh, no, I have not. Not yet. Okay. I understand there's a bit of a process I mentioned to you before we got started that I did have the co-founder and president on at the previous episode. He said that some of the information does take some time to compute. My understanding is you are getting it. I was just wondering because now that's been a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Since yeah. DC. Mm-hmm. How do you think you performed? Do you have an idea maybe how you did? Did it feel good? Did it feel like it was your best or your typical performance? How about the rest of your participation? Okay, so with the 40-yard dash, I thought I performed really well. You know, I had a really good start. I stayed low throughout the entire race or whatever. And um, I just kept my head down. I focused on my fundamentals and details. And, you know, I thought I ran a really good time. And coincidentally, I did. You know what I mean? So it's just really about the small details and the small techniques that I was taught. And that's what really helped me, you know what I mean, run a good time. You know, just really focusing on the form and the way things are supposed to be ran. Because there is a way you're supposed to run a 40-yard dash. It's really based on a certain amount of steps you run. And also, like, the leverage of your body and how you're supposed to stay low rather than standing up. Because if you stand up, then you'd be, you know, uh, increasing your time, I should say. I'm curious, and I haven't asked anybody this of other showcase participants. Did you find anything within the group of the other players that weren't necessarily focused on the event in front of them? More, not saying it's a circus, but when you have Pro Bowler. Hall of Famer, Rod Woodson, you know, sitting there. And you have Wade Phillips is known for years, head coach, defensive coordinator, you know, Super Bowl winning teams that he's been affiliated with. Did you find guys kind of getting hung up a little bit on that and not so focused? Like you obviously clearly were focused and did what you needed in the 40. Were you hearing people kind of just getting caught up in, the circus surrounding it for the lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I definitely did. I think they were just so, you know, amazed at the fact that they were around some, some valuable, you know, football players and coaches and whatnot, but you know, that's just kind of a part of the game. It's something you kind of have to, you know what I mean? Overcome and really such a focus on performance rather than, you know what I mean? Focusing on who's around and who's watching, you know what I mean? And I'm sure they took note of that as well. But it's just one thing just to really lock in, you know what I mean, on your performance and your craft and just really give your best because that's what matters. And if you handle what you have to handle, I'm sure they'll be the ones looking at you. So, I was at the Florida Showcase as a member of the media. We were far enough away because there's a track separating the field and then the way that things were just set up. I could hear people talk, but it wasn't necessarily clear, so I didn't really pick up on that. And it's something I kind of got thinking as time went on where you clearly were focused. So that speaks to your preparation, your mental strength, your whole approach to the game, to, you know, the task in front of you. So I asked that because I had a feeling that some people could get caught up in the moment in the moment, sure. not being the task at hand, but the moment that surrounds them. Cause it, it can be a bit surreal. It could be one of those situations. Like I, one, I can't believe I'm here Two, right. I can't believe I'm surrounded by who I am surrounded by. And it, mm-hmm. you had a situation where Heinz Ward comes in and has a conversation, giving you some tips. I could see somebody else that could potentially be like, wow, I was just talking. Instead of taking what's being told, they could be more focused on, I'm talking to Heinz Ward or Heinz Ward is talking to me. I think that speaks volumes to you and the way you approach the game, which is very professional, very focused. Yes, That's sir. awesome. Outside of football, 
What have you been up to? Not much. I've just been working at my uncle's uh, barbecue shop. Uh, he has a barbecue shop located in the Pittsburgh Bay downtown. And I've just been a cook down there. You know what I mean? Just there's just certain things you can't control. And I really couldn't control the outcome of certain things. And You know what I mean? I just stayed persistent, just going to work and training and whatnot. Training every day, you know what I mean? Hitting the field, you know, hitting the gym, hitting the weights as hard as I can, you know what I mean? Getting faster. Just doing a lot of things just to, you know, keep myself ready, prepared for my opportunity because, you know what I mean? When that opportunity comes, you got to capitalize on it because not everyone gets a chance, you know what I mean? So I've just been working and training for the most part. I ask that because I don't think some fans, people from outside the circles, like I'm not a professional athlete, never was. I played collegiate soccer. But I don't think some people understand what it would be to still be able to provide for yourself financially. So you still have to work. And then how does that balance work for you? You obviously have to put food on the table. You obviously have bills that need to be paid. You have to survive. How do you find that balance to train and focus on being ready, like you said, for when that opportunity is when it's least expected to pop up and be ready to rock and roll like you were for the XFL showcase. Right. So what I did was I would actually, you know, as far as balance, I would work out, I would go to the field and then go to the gym around 6 a.m. in the morning. That's the first thing I did was, you know, hit the gym and go to the field. And then I would go to work. But the thing about it is you just have to, you know, make time for, for what you want in life. You know what I mean? I think that's the most important part. You know, time management goes a long way because, you know what I mean? If you try to, you know, do too many things at once or do this and that and not, you know, plan for yourself, you're just going to get overwhelmed. I think I'm just really good at managing my time and managing my work life and my professional life and, or my aspiring professional life. And, you know, just keep a good balance at it. But, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's time consuming. You just got to make time for it. But like I said, I wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I go to the field for about two hours and then I go to the gym for about an hour and, you know, really get it in and really focus on my craft. So it's helped out. You are represented by pro player agents. How did you link up with them and how important have they been in assisting you in the process of achieving your goals? Okay. So um, I linked up with pro level agency uh, via Twitter. You know what I mean? I saw that they were an agency in, in the state of Pennsylvania. I knew a couple of buddies, clients, and you know what I mean? From word of mouth, I heard he was a good guy, good platform, good agency, you know what I mean? To really help me where I get, want to get to be. And um, it worked out pretty well. I filled out their athlete questionnaire and, he was interested in me and I was interested in them initially. So, you know, it worked out well. And he's such a good guy because, you know, what I mean? he's going to give you opportunities and chances to really, you know what I mean? Get you out there and really, you know, get to know people and expand. And as far as football, you know, what I mean, he, he really tries to, you know, get you in a better position than you were before. So one thing about pro level agency and buddy is that they really care for their clients and their athletes. You know what I mean? They try to get you in, in the best position they can get you in. And you, you got to respect that because there's a lot of agencies and, you know, agents that just try to scam these days. And those guys are just one of the best in the industry. So, I've had an XFL executive appear on the show. So I typically provide each of my guests an opportunity or a last plea, if you will. If an XFL coaches or key staff members were to tune into this episode, what is there about you that is not known that you'd want them to know about you? And why should they offer you a draft invitation and ultimately select you over another player in the draft? That's a great question, Michael. One thing about me is I just work really hard. You know what I mean? I never get complacent. 
you know what I mean? I, I had I had an experience where I, I got too comfortable and things didn't go as planned and I had to take a step backwards. But one thing about me is I never get too comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm always just working hard and keeping my head down and really focus on my craft. A lot of athletes want to be professional, but they don't put the work in. You know what I mean? One thing about me is I work very hard. I just don't get too comfortable these days. You know what I mean? I'm a dynamic playmaker and I know what I could bring to the table. I just really focus on focus on my craft because I think that's what's going to really, you know, separate myself from from the other draftees. Dorian, it has been a pleasure, and I appreciate you taking the time to come on to the show and talk with me about your showcase experience and just collegiate experience. I hope you do receive an invitation for the XFL draft, but more importantly, get selected and play in the league in 2023. And if so, I would love to have you come back on sometime to discuss how things are progressing for you and how your team's doing. Sure thing, Michael. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it means the most to me and my family. Same to you. You're welcome. If some of our listeners wanted to follow you in your journey, where can they do so? You could follow me on Twitter at Dorian Bowie one, Instagram Dorian Bowie underscore. And, uh, that's about it. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Dorian. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I am blessed to have the opportunity to interview and share aspiring athletes' stories. This is a major reason why I do this. Players such as Dorian Bowie are chasing their dreams. And in the process, they are looking to utilize any avenue to help promote themselves in an effort of achieving those dreams. I am happy to help in any way I can. You heard Dorian's interview. What you didn't get to hear is our conversation leading up to and after his interview. He is down to earth and has a humbleness about him which makes me want to root for him to succeed. So best of luck, Dorian. Don't forget, the Let's Talk XFL fan line is waiting for your call. Listeners are encouraged to call 863-TALK-XFL or 863-825-5935 and leave a comment, question, or hot take. If you do so, your message has an opportunity to be included on an upcoming episode. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you're interested in checking out our friends over at Royal Retros by 503 Sports, Do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, Let's Talk XFL, or 10% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.